Hi, and welcome to the Work From Home Show. I'm Nikki Weisgarber, Director of Client Success at Kudos. On the show, we talk with leading companies about their strategies for working remotely. Here at Kudos, we believe that sharing and caring will be the keys to being successful through these tough times. So join us as we figure this out together. And today, my guest is Jerry Gratton, co-founder and CPO of Trailblaze Partners and former VP of People and Culture at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Welcome, Jerry. Uh, thanks, Nikki. Uh, happy to be here. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to kind of start off the uh, conversation and get an idea of uh, your professional background um, and the roles that you've undertaken over the years. Sure. Yeah. Happy to do that. So, uh, Jerry Gratton, uh, uh, you know, the gray hair comes with a lot of, uh, a lot of years, um, of, of learning lessons. And I originally started back in the dot-com, uh, working in software. That was when I led my first remote team, had team members around the globe at that time, uh, found that super stressful cause we didn't really have the technology that we do today. Um, graduated from that to working for, as you mentioned, uh, a junk removal company. And uh, so led the team, the people and culture team at 1-800-GOT-JUNK for off and on over 15 years. And for those of you that recognize that brand, uh, we uh, managed to make a really admired culture in the most unlikely of places. Uh, Junk removal doesn't sound like the sexiest industry does it Nikki what do you but, mean <laughs> but I'm uh, a purger, so. there you go um, yeah lots of lots of really exciting things that we did there and then just over um, a year ago I went off on my own uh, pursuing a dream to uh, bring my bring uh, what I know and what I love doing to as many companies as I can and that's when we launched Trailblaze Partners Nice. Great. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how this first week has gone with COVID-19 and, um, you know, working remotely. Um, you know, I, it's my understanding you're, you're consulting with the Trailblazers, so I'm assuming you're talking to other organizations uh, globally yeah. as well. So tell me a little bit about that experience over the last week here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's probably been like at least a week um, of talking to companies about how to how to transition. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm reminding everyone of is the good news is even though many of you might be thrust into this work from home, leading a team remotely, that the good news is many companies have been doing it for years. So I kind of first am reminding people that it can be done and your teams can be super productive, even when uh, they're not right around you where you can see them. So certainly talking to a lot of companies about that and a lot of companies about, you know, what the future might hold and what does that look like, but let's not yeah. get into that today. Well, I kind of do. Maybe we'll lead into that <laughs> a little bit uh, further on in the conversation. I kind of want to talk about what that, what the future looks like. Like what does, what do organizations look like on the other side of this and what are mm-hmm. the um, successes? So I kind of want to talk, I want to talk about productivity, but I also first want to talk about expectations. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a leader myself. Um, I lead a team of, of six individuals and this first week has, has been challenging because they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're used to having uh, a tangible Nikki <laughs> right mm-hmm. at their fingertips. Um, and so, um, you know, as a manager, what should I expect from my team uh, when we're working remotely on a consistent basis? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a, a, a few layers to that question, if, if, if I might, uh, Nikki. There's, yeah. So I think you can expect, we should expect everything of each other um, that we do when we're together. It's just different. And probably one of the biggest differences is, and you mentioned it, people are used to, your team is used to having Nikki. You're around. They can see when you go into meetings, when you come out, where, when you're talking to someone at their desk. And probably, so one of the biggest things that I think we should expect from each other during this is how do we take that sort of public part of working together collated in an office and how do we really intentionally translate that to the remote environment? Because I don't know where you are you know, if I don't see you, Nikki, and you're my leader, and you kind of make me feel good when you're around, uh, or at least I know that, you know, you're in control of things. So um, I think the, you know, the, the leader has to um, still expect things and has to feel okay with putting expectations out to their team members, but we have to lead with a lot of empathy at this time because it's very it's very different and very new for our team members. So maybe don't just switch those expectations like, you know, overnight, like flipping a page in a book or something, but that you have to um, uh, say that you're going to still expect things of them, but that you're going to kind of figure it out together what is appropriate and what's not. Yeah, absolutely. I think being empathetic has, um, um, been it's kind of been our, our word of the week um, and I try to start with so we have team huddles and we'll talk a little bit about what are some of the best practices for working from home and when it's new um, and what are some of the best practices but um, what I've implemented is team huddles uh, daily team huddles right now um, and we always start the uh, conversation with how is everybody doing is everybody does everybody have everything that they need how are you know, we talk about our feelings essentially so bringing in that wow. human element into it um, and then we lead into work so really making sure that my team is um, feeling okay and feeling safe um, and they have everything that they need to to do their job so yeah kudos um, to you yeah, thanks. On that. <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes I, I question my leadership skills but um, you know I lead by intuition as well and I just I do what feels right and natural um, and so um, I try to bring that to the table as much as much as I can um, so kind of talking about productivity, you mentioned that as well. Um, you know, what, what are the expectations for productivity and efficiencies and what are some of the best practices that, um, that you can recommend uh, from your experience uh, to set those in place? Sure. I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I, I want to make sure my team has work to do, um, but I also want to make sure that they don't have too much work to do. So and yeah. how do, what's the transparency there yeah. with, with workloads? Yeah, for sure. And, and of course, every, everything, there's this, for those that are sort of newly minted remote workers and work from home, there's an adjustment period. But what we do know about remote work, and um, the good news is there's been so many studies about uh, remote work versus uh, co-located people in an office. And um, generally, the studies show that people can actually be more productive uh, in remote work environments. And but don't expect that of your teams, your newly minted work from home teams right away. The reason that that people uh, can be more productive is because um, 
especially if the leader allows for that sort of flexibility of when you work. Um, the work we have to sort of reimagine the workday in these kinds of situations because many of us are at home now with kids and dogs and lists of to dos and things that you know we can kind of park at the door when we go to the office and not yeah. think about that. So if we still kind of think about this sort of nine to five paradigm, productivity will be reduced because there's just not as much that we can get done. But if we if we're okay with um, deadlines kind of stretching uh, and uh, people being able to work when they've got the time to do that work and we teach them that that's when you can work. If you can't get something done right now, uh, do it later. And maybe later is Saturday morning when the, everyone's sleeping in or things like that. So from a productivity standpoint, I think we can we can expect people to still be productive. We have to change the way that we see them being productive mm -hmm. or that we're used to kind of the time frame of which productivity happens. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And um, that insight there is, uh, you know, I always have to remember that it's only been one week that we've been working from home. <laughs> we don't really know how yeah. long this is going to last, um, but it's definitely taken me, well, it ha I haven't even settled into my routine yet. Um, it's getting there. Um, I'm, a, I'm a high performer and I'm feeling very guilty about not producing as much as I would be mm -hmm. as if I was in the office. Um, but mm -hmm. I, my leaders have also, you know, given me the room to, um, you know, figure out what my routine looks like. And so they're very right. understanding of that. That's so good. I think that's important too. Um, so what about um, performance meeting protoc protocols? Um, you know, how often should you check in? Um, how much is too much? I mean, mm -hmm. my calendar is full and it's probably just full of meetings with checking in and making sure my team is okay. Yeah. So what's too much and what's too little? Yeah. Well, I'm glad your meetings, your, your schedule is full because that, <laughs> tells me that you're, you're doing what good leaders should be doing right now. So, I mean, I think, so for the, you know, your first question was about the performance meeting. So a lot of organizations have some kind of regular cadence of, of those sort of either coaching meetings or like, um, you know, get stuff done meetings, um, GSD meetings. I would say you continue those, but you probably change up the frequency. The, the most common is this sort of weekly one hour meeting where you sort of check in with your, with your team members and you find out, you know, sort of what they've done, where they were blocked, what they're doing in the, in the, in the next sort of period of time. I would take that and I would kind of half it, half it and double it. So okay. twice the frequency, half the amount of time. Um, and that's just a, you know, that's a rule of thumb. Do what feels natural for you. I think that's sort of specifically around the performance management meeting, or as I like to call it, uh, performance achievement meetings. Mm -hmm. I prefer, prefer that to management. Um, and then, but then on the check-in side, I think we're doing that uh, individually. We're doing that as often as that individual kind of needs. Um, and as a team, though, I think is where we really have to be intentional. I, I'm, I bet you a lot of the sort of uh, calendar invites that you have are around one-to-ones with people. And I think uh, what we have, we're losing that sort of public working out loud and working publicly. We have to schedule those in too. So those daily huddles with your team, the morning sort of let's go around the table and do a top one and check in with each other. It's both 
check in on feeling and emotion and just state of mind, but also ask them for their top one for the day. What, mm -hmm. and then hold them accountable to that. You know, mm -hmm. that that is, they're stating that in front of their team members and uh, they're going to feel that much more accountable for yeah. achieving it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, we do have our team huddles and then, you know, we do have our one-on-one -on -one conversations. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've recently had to have a, a difficult uh, conversation over mm. video. <laughs> so, you know, tell me about your experience about having difficult conversations when you're working from home, you're not in a professional setting um, and you can professionally set up the conversation where it's very, it's, it feels informal when you're having it, but it's actually a, a difficult yeah. conversation to be having. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're, we, we call them difficult conversations or crucial conversations uh, for, for a reason they, you know, we generally sort of prepare for them and we hope that they have an impact. So I think the, the, the first piece of advice would be don't stop having them because um, we're working from home. I mean, I think overall the opportunity here is to, to use this as an opportunity to kind of um, take a step towards creating virtual organizations as opposed to just surviving the work from home. We could, you know, a foreshadowing, we could come out of this with a different sort of view to how we, how we run our organizations. So feedback and performance feedback in particular um, has to be a part of that. And so we shouldn't shy away. I, I would use the, the same models that you use face-to-face so my, per my favorite is, you know, SBI, the situ uh, situation behavior impact kind of model where you're being very specific about what it is that you're providing some performance feedback on. You're not talking about, about them as a person, but the behavior or the thing that they did and then the impact that that had. Mm -hmm. um, I would stick with that. The good news about being um, virtual when you're having these conversations is you can have everything written down in front of you yes. and you don't have to feel as self-conscious of pulling out that piece of yeah. paper in a meeting room and, and them kind of looking at your the notes and going, well, book. yeah, what, don't you know what you want yeah. to say to me sort of thing. So take that as an advantage. Yeah. Um, and then the last piece of advice in virtual settings, uh, remote settings, we don't reprimanding a team member in front of other team members is off the table. Mm -hmm. Do I mean, I don't encourage anyone to do that even publicly when we're all in person, but um, it definitely can, can, it can really go wrong in a, in virtual, whether that's face-to-face -face over video calls or on hangouts or, mm -hmm. you know, your Slack chat channel or whatever, stay away from that uh, in a public setting. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the flip side? What about recognizing your employees mm. and uh, yeah, do it a lot? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so what are some of the, uh, what are the, some of the, the strategies and best practices you have around, you know, recognition? Yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love your idea of the, of the daily huddle. I mean, that's a, that's a practice that, that we honed really well at uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK for years. And we're kind of got, that got to be kind of uh, part of the DNA and what we're known for. So that daily huddle is an opportunity to uh provide recognition, not just sort of leader to team member, but team member to team member. And it takes time. You know, it doesn't, you don't just say, okay, now we're going to recognize each other and it just happens, mm -hmm. but you're going to role model it as a leader that every day, even in these kind of dark, uh, uncertain times, it's imperative of, of us as leaders to sort of dig down deep into that barrel and pull out the good news 
from the previous day or the good news from that morning if it's an afternoon meeting. Um, so I would encourage the leader to model uh, public recognition and also uh, individual recognition. You should know your team members and know who likes to be sort of carried out of the room on everyone's shoulders and who wants to just be quietly recognized for the work that they did. Um, so do that as a leader and then encourage your team to recognize each other. And I would say now's the time to pull out sort of goofy awards and trophies that, you know, the, the such and such of the week or the, and, you know, we had a, 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 one of my teams, we had a golden gnome award. We found an old garden gnome and we awarded it to the sort of the team member of the month and it became the most coveted award. <laughs> like if you could get the golden gnome, uh, you know, you, you had bragging rights for the yeah. next month. So do things like that. Make it fun, especially at this time when not everything is really fun right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, kudos is well situated for that, too. We've had um, a few clients mention to us, you know, this is a great opportunity for recognition. And yeah. um, you guys are in a good spot right now um, for having that, you know, social public recognition piece. And we have been really, you know, our obviously kudos is really good at sending kudos and recognition because that's our business. Um, but it's been even more uh, prevalent over the last week and um, connecting and making sure people still feel like their work is being valued and those behaviors are being recognized as well. Um, even though we're not in the office and see everybody's day-to-day -day, um, activities. So it's kind of nice to go through that feed and see who, pe what people are doing and what they're being recognized for. Um, and uh, I love your idea of the golden gnome. I might actually steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not trademarked. <laughs> yeah. um, and so now I want to talk about what the future looks like. And, um, you know, what are the, some of the conversations that you're having with some of your um, uh, individuals that you're, you're working with now? And, and what advice are you giving them? Uh, for the opportunities that might arise outside of, you know, what's happening with COVID-19. Yeah, sure. And, you know, so, um, you know, to quickly kind of jump over the sort of the side is like, how do we survive? Uh, there's that part of it. And so, you know, I think that those are some really serious conversations that organizations are having around what do we all do? The, the best ones are doing it as a team. And they're talking about how do we get through this as a team? Everyone can see... Uh, in many industries, you can see the, uh, you know, revenues are drying up. Uh, those kinds of things are happening and it's reality for a hopefully short period of time. Mm -hmm. So as a team, the best organizations are coming together and saying, what can we do? And then, uh, so I'm trying to have those conversations with clients, but then also have the conversation of what is this an opportunity for? What, what didn't we do that we can do now? that maybe is something that we can add to what we do going forward in the future. Um, so I'm, I'm speaking very vaguely because there it's, you know, clients across multiple industries and things, but I, the best companies are thinking about, they're, they're not being opportunistic in that sort of like, I'm going to make money off COVID-19 mm -hmm. as much as being opportunistic and saying, what strengths do we have? What skill sets do we have as an organization? Um, how can we kind of pivot on those and be helpful to other businesses and individuals right now? But also, how does that strengthen us going forward? And I think this conversation that we're having around remote work, I hope 
doesn't just end when we go back to the office. Mm -hmm. That we can think about how does that translate into more flexible workplaces for team members that, you know, increases your employee value proposition, that increases your uh, talent pool. If you can now get used to remote work, your talent pool just grew from uh, wherever you're situated to the world, potentially. So I think those are the kinds of really exciting conversations to have, um, being respectful of what we're all going through right now and how serious this situation is. Yeah. Great insights there. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any advice before we kind of get into the quick fire questions that I have? Oh, dear. (laughs) You warned me about this part. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the advice uh, for like sticking to the work from home topic is really, I'd go back to, you know, let's specifically around performance management we've been talking about. So let's lead with empathy as leaders. Let's not um, all of a sudden stop expecting things from our team members. Um, They've got skills and talents that we need and let's hold each other accountable and be really intentional about working publicly. And that's going to feel awkward. It's going to be like putting on a shirt that doesn't quite fit, but we need to kind of push through it. And that's the way we're going to be successful as a team in this work from home environment. Yeah. That's great advice. Love it. All right. Onto the fun stuff. (laughs) Actually, they're not, they're not that challenging. Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite go-to work from home outfit? Oh dear. <laughs> well, when I'm on a podcast, it's my trailblaze partner's vest. Uh, other than that, the, uh, the work from home usually has a, a jacket on a chair kind of yep. over in the corner that I can put on really quickly for a video call, but super casual wear if I'm, uh, yeah. if, you know, just not, not, I'm not in my pajamas, but I'm casual. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, so but always have a jacket nearby. You can yeah, throw over a t-shirt case, right? and all of a sudden you look professional again. Yeah. You, got your, you got your jacket <laughs> and your vest on. You're set yeah, up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what's your number one tip for working from home? Number one tip would be um, make, a, make a schedule. Um, it, like, you know, the day can just sort of go by uh, when you're at home. Um, so make a schedule and make sure that in that schedule, there's lots of like connecting with your team members. That's the stuff that, you know, for, for those of us that like to be around people, Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that makes work actually work for us. And so don't, don't just, because you're working from home doesn't mean you have to be isolated. So build your calendar, build lots of check-ins with team members, not just your leader, um, you have conversations at people's desks during the day when you're at the office, do those kinds of things face to face, not just over Slack or, or hangouts or whatever, um, build those into your calendar. So that's the number one tip. Don't feel alone. Yeah. All right. And, uh, is there anything on Netflix or Crave or <laughs> Disney channel that you're kind of binge oh, watching at the moment? <laughs> I, yeah, unfortunately I've, I've, uh, I've just down. I've just uh, signed up for Prime because I got tired of what was on Netflix. The Netflix, yeah. And uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for you know the spy CIA ah. uh, stuff. So the new Jack Ryan series. There you go. Is I I think I've got three more episodes tonight. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, is there a book or a learning resource that you can recommend for uh, people to continue? 
their HR skills while they're working from home? Sure. And maybe, I mean, so many, uh, but maybe uh, in light of this conversation that we have, that we've just had, um, there's two books I'd recommend, uh, Crucial Conversations mm -hmm. and Radical Candor. Mm -hmm. So um, those are, there's lessons in there that we can use to keep being really uh, open, empathetic, but give real feedback to our team members uh, that help them improve. It's really about, feedback is about development, yeah. not looking back and reprimanding kind of yeah. thing. So I'd recommend those two. Yeah, and I, I'm getting a little off topic here, but just, you know, feedback tends to have a negative connotation to it. What is like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Just quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it does have negative, but it doesn't need to. It's, it's feedback is about development and improving. And if it's, if you have to check in with yourself, why are you giving the feedback? Mm -hmm. If it's for those reasons, then don't give it. Okay. If it's if it's about giving feedback that then the person can take and uh, change behavior or mm -hmm. uh, you know change the way they do things, then uh, it's absolutely there. And there's really great scripts and models that you can follow. You know, you got you got three minutes, uh, and it starts like that and it ends with. So what do you think? You know, sort of. And so um, yeah, we could do a. Let's, let's do, do another, another podcast. podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's when all of, when all this that. craziness is over, we'll do a, we'll do a feedback fundamentals podcast. All right. That'd be awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, that kind of concludes uh, the podcast today. So I appreciate you taking the time today, Jerry, to connect Thank with you. me and uh, provide your insights in this crazy world that we're in right now. Um, I look forward to connecting with you outside of this craziness and uh, talking a little bit more about performance management and feedback. So, um, if, you know, I'd be happy to have you a guest again. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes and give us a five-star rating if you like this episode. Uh, we want to bring ideas and strategies as um, many of our followers and HR culture champs as possible. So we'll be uploading new episodes approximately twice a week. Until next time, stay wise, stay connected, and stay healthy.